So today I'm here with Chevis Anderson. Chevis Anderson is a graduate of Delaware State University. So just a little bit about Chevis. He grew up in the Philadelphia public school system. He was active in, in the high school jazz and concert band at Overbrook High School. And after high school, he attended Delaware State University and he was in the Approaching Storm marching band. Um, he has a degree in business, music business and a minor in broadcast journalism. And now he currently lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he teaches music and owns a media entertainment entertainment company. So how are you doing, Chevis? I'm doing wonderful, Dr. Christy Walker. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So to those listening, you know, Chevis and I, we go way back as well, 20 plus years or so, right? Yeah, just be 21. Since, yeah, my crab my year was 2000. So mm-hmm. yeah. And okay, I came okay. right after that. So <laughs> the whole journey, the whole journey. Great, great. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, you were represented in this book and Delaware State University is represented. So I'm glad that um, you were able to contribute to the book. So, you know, I talked about your bio a little bit. Can you just tell me, fill in the gaps a little bit, fill in the gaps of some of the things that I didn't mention. Um, You know, just tell tell us about yourself. Well, in a case, um, my childhood and upbringings mirrors a lot of I would say our army brats, you know, how we traveled and we have parents who sometimes are abroad, um, which makes it sometimes difficult to cultivate and get good friendships as that happens. So when but my mom finally got to a point of saying, hey, Philadelphia is where it's at. That's where, you know, the city raised me. And then I've actually was able to use what I've learned in the city of Philadelphia and apply it in this great city of Delaware um, in Dover, which was the um, where I went to school. In Delaware, I was able to do a lot. I mean, that university has broadened my um, my vision to be held within politics. You know, if I ran for mayor, I ran for school board, if I ran for uh, city council twice for the city of Dover, that on plenty of council and, um, you know, different cabinet things, dealing with the arts in this great city of Dover, Delaware. So that was a great footing for me. Um, to where I am currently now, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I teach in the CMS public school system. Okay, great, great. So while you were at Delaware State, you marched for um, marched for them and you played tenor sax, right? I absolutely did. Actually, when I first got there, um, they put me on alto sax. And like I said, um, Delaware State alto saxes did not march with neck straps, which means it made it a little more of a... Um, difficult situation and I found an opening over in the uh, tenor sax section so I quickly raised my hand and said y'all still march for neck straps I'm, I'm going over there so I actually was able to switch to tenor sax for my first two years and then I became section leader and then I switched over to baritone horn and that's where I finished up in my career okay good good so you know you talked about like you were born well you were raised in philly and so was an hbcu your first choice and if so why it was my first choice not but not my only choice um you know of course philadelphia and pennsylvania has great colleges and universities such as um drex university university of pennsylvania and temple um but my sister went to cheney and i knew from that time I stepped on the campus, I said I had to go to an HBCU. Now, was it Cheney? No, it was Delaware State University because it was that campus of doing the campus tour 
that I was actually open to seeing um, agriculture because um, that's one of the few agricultural schools in this um, state. I know A&T is another one um, that's within the MEAC. And then I saw a lot more faces that looked like mine. So I said, there's no way I could go anywhere else but HBCU. And then once I saw the different backgrounds uh, that Delaware State had, that's where I had to be. Right, right. Okay, so that's good. So let's talk, let's talk about Delaware State's band. Can you kind of sum up what your experience was in the band? My experience, I want to say, was a multifaceted jumble of joy. And I say this because within my tenure there, we've had a few different band directors, um, but the main consistent one was Randolph J. Johnson. And I learned the most from him. I was able to garner some from uh, other band directors that came in. And each one that came left something so powerful behind that it became, you know, a legacy with myself. So Al Davis, uh, Randolph J. Johnson, um, sorry, Randolph J. Johnson, Al Davis. Then it was uh, H.Y. Johnson, uh, who was there for a moment. And then we have our current band director. Um, I'm sorry. Then we had. Randolph that actually came back, you know, uh, my final year of marching, which was, a, well, I say, a complete circle for my career. So that was like one of the highlights to be able to start with a band director and still finish with that same band director, even though in between, there was a lot of lessons and things being learned. Right, right. Okay, so that's why I'm so excited about this book is because, you know, everybody here is bringing different experiences. And so like the fact that you've marched under several band directors in your time at Delaware State. That, that's a unique um, angle, I think. Oh, I mean, it, it gave me a peek into other, you know, universities programs um, without actually having to step foot on their campuses. So if, you know, you always hear a story from another university and it's great to hear that same story from the director's mouth. So it, it adds a little bit of authenticity with it as well. Okay, okay. So Delaware State, um, I'll say in the past few few years or so, has been a traditionally smaller sized band. And so, you know, and, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But how, how was that? Because, um, you know, people tend to think like with HBCU bands, they're these huge 200 person plus programs. And it wasn't like that at Delaware State. Not at all. When I first got there, we were also known, you know, the, as, a, as a, I'm sorry, we were one of the bands known with this small band from the small town because they, you know, we're a small state, you know, the first state is one of the smaller states, which is Delaware. Um, size and numbers have always been a tagging point to Delaware State University's band program approaching storm. And what I can say is that we grew our largest, which was in our 2006 year, which was when we had, um, Miguel Bonds was there for a brief period of time. Mm -hmm. And that was when the band grew. That was the, uh, the largest. We had um, some of the greatest sound that came out of the band that particular year. But not to mention the momentum building up to that point in time too. So um, basically 2005, 2006, and seven was one of the years that um, Dollar State really had its a pinnacle point from my perspective. Before I got there, uh, definitely had some numbers back in the 90s as well. Okay. Okay. So while you were in the band, I know that you um, became a member, you were a charter member of your chapter, or was it a recharter of, of Kappa Kappa 
Kappa Kappa Psi. And um, tell me, tell me about that process. Um, yes, we charter a member of uh, the Ada Psi chapter at Delaware State University of Kappa Kappa Psi. Um, it was a great journey. It took us a while um, for a recharting process because there are a lot of things that have to be reinstated um, when it comes to the campus, you know, being um, accepting of the, the fraternity and a sorority, which we brought back as well, um, as well as making sure that we don't falter into those same mistakes or things that did not work well with the time was there the first time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we, okay. We banded together and we got it done. Okay, good, good. And um, so let's talk about, you know, the effect that HBCU bands have. So, you know, we know that the band is obviously a big part of HBCUs. Why do you think that the band is so instrumental to the overall HBCU experience? I honestly believe, well, I'm sorry, I can't even say believe, I honestly know that the band is the passport to literally everything that is HBCU culture. Uh, and I say that because there's no other institutional program on campus that's going to be large enough to be able to travel to other HBCUs, travel and, and uh, have that fellowship with other schools and have that connection from all around the world. So me marching in band and we have an away game, guess what? That band's going to that school. And that band has the same exact experience, or if not sometimes um, of those um, mentalities that's going to get right with the other band. So automatically, we're ready. We're ready for that, what you call that rivalry, as well mm -hmm. as that camaraderie. And that's the only place I can think on the planet where you can be mad at somebody on, on, on Friday, I'm sorry, on Saturday, but be their best friend on Sunday. So this is why I love marching band. Okay, good. So let's talk about some of the battles that you remember through your time in the band. Like who, who, who do you consider your rival? Like what were some of the, the battles that you faced throughout your time? Uh, some of the battles that I faced, uh, <laughs> it's been so many. Um, I mean, we, as my career, we've marched against Southern University. We've marched against FAMU. Um, everybody can tell you, and, and the clips still prove it, 2006, Delaware State University versus FAMU and Detroit um, was one of those big uh, events that we actually took, a, you know, something to FAMU. And that mm -hmm. was unheard of, you know, especially from, you know, such a small band and such a large band. Mm -hmm. um, our biggest rival, I would say, um, personally, I would say Morgan State University. I love them to death as well as I hate them, as, you know, with life. <laughs> um, and mainly because, you know, they, they like to showboat. And when I mean by showboat, there was a year, and I, I'm sure Dr. Brigitte uh, Bell will mention this if, if she hasn't already, if you did talk to her, it's about the time oh that they actually performed, tried to perform in our mall area. And our band was not having that. And we literally were, as she like to say, we chased them out. And yes, we did. We, we made sure that we came up and marched right behind and we let them know that this is our house. You got to go. And that was what, what it was, you know, that next Sunday, best friends. But that day, Morgan had to go. Okay. Okay. That's funny. Cause you know, Bridget's in the book as well. So, you know, I'm not personally interviewing her for this, but you know, she's been, she's been getting her rounds of interviews as well. So we'll, we'll see what she has to say about that. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about like, well, you know what, this is what I'd like for you to do. If you can, sure. without 
telling too much, can you talk about your contribution to the book and what kind of things you spoke about? Oh, well, the juicy part is that I can drop, uh, without giving too much away, is there's over 30 names. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I want to say there's about a good 25 names that have been dropped in my chapter, okay? Absolutely. I will... I will say there are some great stories of pain in that um, opening, you know, page of my chapter. Um, and without giving too much away, there is a big, um, well, I, this, this I can share, this, this is public knowledge as well. Okay. Um, I do talk about how I was first introduced to the fifthquarter.com. Um, you know, so this, I can talk about, like you said, it is in a book, but this was, um, something that is, like I said, very public knowledge. Everybody doesn't know, that knows me, knows that fifth quarter, today I die, no matter what. And this was, like I said, the only platform that I found, fell, um, felt, excuse me, at home. You know, you gave me, or they gave me, you gave me a platform to express, you know, the news, you know, about bands. So I just, I, I was able to really express that in the book. I was happy about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, so what is your involvement with the band now? Like, are you, I, I know that, well, I mean, I just see on your social media and other folks that march for Delaware State, y'all have like this alumni group and y'all talk about stuff in the alumni group. Um, I think pretty much every band probably has that, but um, talk about your involvement with the band now. My involvement with the band now is more virtual and more low distance. Um, one is because I do live in Charlotte now versus uh, being in Dover where I could be more hands-on. Um, so I have taken a more of a step back role of call me when you need me, <laughs> call mm -hmm. me when you, you know, Montero situation. So I'm there when yeah. you need me, just to, you know, to say my name. Um, but there's never been a, a time or opportunity where they needed my help um, that I would not have shown up. Um, right now, we are in the process of an interim band director, um, and we're hoping that either he becomes our permanent one, if they choose to rehire or do somebody else within that, you know, of course. Uh, we're always going to support our alumnus that are currently there, Mr. Javon. Right. I just um, I just started getting contact with your current director. Why is his name? I'm oh, misplacing his name. I really don't 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 be mad at me. Um, but we we just got in contact with each other via social media, and um, I'm hoping to maybe have him on the podcast too. So we'll see. We'll see when, when, we, when we start up season three, because I'm just, you know, Delaware State is y'all. Y'all have been through a lot of changes and, you know, I would just I, I, I want y'all to win. You know what I mean? So, well, I mean, uh, we, we all want us to win, but, you know, it's sometimes it's the. It's the I, I guess if, if you don't have the full tradition behind it, and you're still trying to build or cultivate, you know, on you know different layers of what's been there then it does get a little difficult when other programs are doing so much more. And then, you know, we're still producing, but it's not on a mainstream of, you know, platforms. I mean, I think one of the largest, I'm sorry, one of the biggest things a lot of people missed out on was the 2021 inauguration, being that, you know, the uh, president is from Delaware. 
and mm-hmm. the president of Delaware State University actually was, you know, did a lot of the programming and hosting of it. And we did not have a single performance, you know, from our university band program. And due to, I mean, it's being in a rebuilding stage, I can not understand that, but I just wish that, you know, something could have been done more, reached out more to at least been represented virtually in that setting, even if right. you know, the summer. Right, right. So as far as the book goes, what do you, what would you like for people to get out of it? I want people to understand that most programs will give you what you put into it. And I put a lot into Delaware State University and I definitely got a lot out of it um, from the friendships, from the uh, cultivating love that I have for music down to the people I've met and places I've traveled to. I don't think my college career would have been as exciting um, not being part of that university band program. And I um, just want to say that my experiences, I hope, mirrored a lot of others, you know, where you may have some ups, some downs, and some in-betweens. And I'm pretty sure that once you read my chapter, you can see that you can relate a lot more to the small band with the big sound. Okay. Okay. Now, hold on. Smaller band with the big sound. You know, that was AT back in my day. <laughs> I said that for a reason, because I wanted to say, I, I mean, Louie, you, you hit it right there. Small band with the big sound was something that was used for a lot of different programs, but it was basically known for North Carolina A&T, especially back in the 2002 and 2003 era when I was first kind of, I want to say, exposed to AMC. And reason for that is because that DVD came out and I don't know what else I ran more um, in my dorm room was that um, it had the, the, the little uh, the machine on the DVD and, and, and it, uh, dun, dun, it's like the, uh, um, can't think of this song. What is the song? Um, dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah, I'm smashed something. Yeah, middle finger you. There we go. We're not going to talk about Auntie. This is about you. I'm sorry. Yeah, see, you you did this. You you did that. I'm sorry. Edit that. Edit that. I'm sorry. You see? See, you did that. (laughs) Don't give me a hard time, Chevis. Don't give me a hard time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we all know that Delaware State's, you know, number one song that we always look forward to is 2001 Fanfare. That's what we're always known for. Um, So that fanfare. I'd say every school is known for something. And in 2001 was always Delaware State University staple. So I will say that. Okay. Okay. Good. So let's talk about you and what you're doing now. What have you been up to? I, I have an idea, but I'll let you say it. Oh, well, right now, um, you're on a panini. Um, but <laughs> outside of that, um, just been teaching and I've been working on um, my uh, other business, which is getting back to the uh, both sides of the 50, which is my media portion. Um, still waiting for the world to open up back up so I can get those interviews with those band programs and band directors. Um, my last one or last thing I was planning to do was um, my interview with Mr. Hamer, which is the former band director of Southern, Southern University. Mm-hmm. And he did verbally agree to do that, um, that uh, interview back with me. And I haven't seen him or interviewed him since Queen City Battle the Band. So oh, that's yeah. one thing I'm looking forward to. And I'm looking forward to that coming back, hopefully. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm wishful thinking because I love that Queen City Battle the Bands. Um, but I remember, you know, during a couple of those Queen Cities, like you were on the on the field, like a correspondent, right? 
Absolutely. Um, and that's exactly what I, I, I was. I was the official, unofficial, oh, I'm sorry, the official fifth quarter correspondent. I was running back and forth, getting anything and everything that I could. You So you saw me with my microphone in hand and my camera every single time. And I was literally on that sideline to talk to those band directors before they went on the field, after they got off the field, and trying to get a little insight on what would the audience was expected to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... I feel so connected when I have my microphone in my hands. So I definitely can't wait to get back to it. So this fall, you know, once the world open, opens back up, um, expect to see me at least at four or five different uh, games this year. And I mean, yeah, you did. You did. Uh, well, before the world shut down, you know, you did do a lot of traveling and, you know, I would always bump into you in different places. Yes, the last thing was which was the Houston Battle of Bands, mm-hmm. um, which literally was right before the world shut down. Was the last one of those last big uh, Battle of Bands, um, which was the National Battle National Battle of Bands, which is formerly the Queen City Battle of Bands. So I was still able to catch up with them just in Houston. Okay. Okay. So, you know what, we've been doing all this talk about the book and I haven't like given it a shout out. So, you know, the HBCU experience, alumni edition comes out this Tuesday, April 27th. You can find the book on Amazon and I'm just so excited about it because I love all of the stories, you know, like I was telling somebody else that, you know, I got the the copy of, well, not the actual copy, but I got the, like the edits and stuff and, and reading through everybody's stuff. It was so hard not to get caught up. Like, I cannot wait until you hold that book in your hand and read it. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. And you're going to learn like so many, you're going to learn some stories too. So I'm excited for you to like, hold on to it. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm hoping that it'll be in everyone's home by the end of the month <clears throat> yes yes it's not it should be hopefully be on the way to their you know homes in their hands and two or three copies is the standard is what we're telling everybody to make sure <laughs> get, um because you're going to want one for your friends and one for yourself because you're not going to want to let anybody else hold your copy so please 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 make sure that you do get a copy or three to make sure you know, sprinkle three uh just make sure <laughs> you have your copy so okay so what um let's see so we talked about like what you're doing now and all that good stuff how how can how can people get in touch with you and how can they find you anybody can find me uh, on my I, instagram which is milrose place m-i-l-r-o-s-p-l-a-c-e as well as on um facebook uh, which is milrose place um, which is my business side and then my personal one is always roman chavez um, but Noro's Place at Instagram is the best place to get catch up with all the great things happening with me and Noro Entertainment. Okay. All right. Well, then I will go ahead and sign off there, but I really appreciate talking to you and I'm, I'm ready for Tuesday. Uh, I know you are. I know you're just getting right into all of these interviews. It's just wonderful. I just can't wait myself. It's exciting. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have listened to the HBCU Band Experience with Christy Walker. Interviews and editing conducted by yours truly, Dr. Christy Walker. The music is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. And you can find this podcast on hbcubandexperience.podbean.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Take care.